welcome this week to the Golden Home Fitness Radio Podcast, Jocelyn Lamprey, with her second time appearance on the show. Jocelyn's a registered dietitian uh, who we've been working with um, along for some of our weight loss clients. Um, and she did an amazing job in the last podcast. It was a huge hit. So we're excited to have her back on the show this time. How are you doing, Jocelyn? I'm doing great, Well, Thanks so much for having me again. It's a pleasure. Of course, of course. Thanks for coming on. Um, so I think, you know, last time we, we talked about your background and sort of how you got into being a registered dietitian and helping people with nutrition and health and wellness. So uh, people can go back and reference the first one if they uh, didn't listen to that to kind of get some context. Um, do you want to just jump right into uh, some of what we we're going to talk about? Um, really helping people get some concrete strategies for making food selections and food choices. Um, a lot of people hear the advice, you know, they want to eat healthy, but they go in a grocery store and don't really know what to do and just kind of always reach for the same, you know, couple foods that they've always bought. Uh, so what are your strategies for those people? Yeah, that's a, a great topic to look into. And um, my first line of defense for trying to figure out what you want to eat and uh, figuring out what good choices are is looking and to see if the combination of your foods that you're choosing have fiber and protein in them. So why it's so important to have fiber and protein in your meals and snacks is because the fiber really helps you feel full. So ultimately probably end up eating less um, than typical and probably just as much as you need for nutrition. And also it helps stabilize your blood sugar uh, as far as making sure you, you don't eat too many carbohydrates that don't have fiber or protein so your blood sugar spikes and then it drops and I call that the carb coaster and you want to not go on that coaster because when it spikes and then drops you're going to feel hungry in two hours and you're like I just ate all this energy why can't my body use it it's because your body can't process that inundation of so many carbs at once so if you're choosing foods that have a lot of fiber and protein and foods that have a lot of fiber are foods from right from the earth that aren't really processed so fruits vegetables, whole grains, those are great choices um, for fiber and that keeps your blood sugar stable. And then for protein, you want to try to choose lean protein sources. So lean means doesn't have a lot of saturated fat in it. And because saturated fat, if you have too much of it over and over, it can lead to heart disease. Um, and also fat is very dense in calories and you want to watch that in general. So choosing lean proteins such as maybe um, plant-based like beans, lentils, legumes, um, or tofu, um, or healthier uh, lean proteins but at animal sources might be turkey or chicken or lean ham. Um, and, and even like grass-fed beef is a good choice. It's much leaner than traditional beef that is corn-fed. Um, or you can also choose um, fish is a great source. It's fatty, but it's healthy fats. It's not saturated fat. It's going to be the unsaturated fats. Um, or even eggs. Eggs get a bad rap for cholesterol, but it's really um, saturated fat that tends to promote cholesterol buildup. So eggs are a great nutritional food. Up to about two a day is definitely um, recommended as safe. Uh, so there's lots of protein choices to choose from, and then pairing it with those fibrous foods from the earth um, is that first step. Now, what foods can you go and look for? Um, you know, anything that you like, but trying different ones is important too. Making stir fries with a lot of different vegetables and maybe a whole grain rice or um, 
a whole, just a whole grain in general to have with it to have a, a more fiber and then adding a small amount of protein to it you'll probably get all of the all of your needs in that way you can make chilies soups or even um, making uh, I have some great recipes they're on my website at daybydaynutrition.org of uh, spaghetti squash chicken scampi which is delicious high fiber um, and amount of protein uh, I have a skinny skinny slow cooker vegetable lasagna recipe so you just put it all in the slow cooker it has whole grain lasagna noodles lots of vegetables um, and you could put lean turkey if you wanted to add more protein but there's cheese in there for protein um, so the idea is definitely that fiber and protein combination when you're looking in the grocery store hmm. yeah absolutely that um those all sound like some really good suggestions how so then um because obviously, you know, people are eating food currently. Um, how would you suggest people kind of work those foods? Maybe if they're not eating as much of the fiber and lean protein and all those things you talked about, how, how should people uh, work those into their diet? Um, whether, you know, they have to swap things out or it's complementing foods with different things or um, just how do they get those things into their different meals? Yeah, that's a good question. And the idea is to try to not to spin your life a 180. Try to think of small ways that you can implement more fiber and protein into your daily routine so that it's realistic um, and more sustainable in the long run. So an easy thing might be instead of having butter on your toast in the morning, having um, a hard-boiled egg on one and then putting like a quarter or a half of a mashed avocado on the other side. So you're getting more fiber, um, especially if you're using whole grain toast and there's some fiber in the avocado and healthy fats and then there's protein in the egg. Um, choosing um, low fat or non-fat dairy products instead of um, regular can just keep that saturated fat down as an easy substitute there. But trying to get more fiber from fruits and vegetables in, you can sneak in a lot of vegetables into sauces like tomato sauce. You can uh, saute, I always saute up uh, peppers, onions, carrots, you can put whatever you want into spaghetti sauce um, and then it's, it's a lot higher fiber and then you could potentially even decrease the amount of maybe pasta you're eating or having on or you could even try like zucchini noodles, I don't know if anybody's heard of that, they have these um, zoodle machines we like to call them, uh, or spiralizers, where you can actually turn vegetables into spaghetti um, and just saute it for a couple minutes and put whatever you want on it. And it's really high fiber, lower carbohydrate, lower calorie option. Um, whole grains in general, so maybe trying to choose whole grain um, pastas, whole grain breads, whole grain um, just grains in general, if you wanted to try barley or wild rice instead of white, that will increase fiber and protein as well. Um, easy things for like smoothies. If you like smoothies for breakfast, you can easily put in a couple cups of spinach and it just blends into nothing, but it's, you still get that extra fiber and vitamins and minerals in there. Um, and another thing that smoothies tend to have a culprit of is if you're putting juice in there, you're getting a lot of sugar and not fiber. So choosing something like whole fruits, um, frozen, and then putting maybe like coconut water or regular water to just decrease total sugar and total carbs. Um, but always thinking about that fiber and protein content. So whether it be maybe a fourth of a cup of oatmeal or a tablespoon of nut butter um, or even um, some uh, Greek yogurt into your smoothie to get extra protein in there. Um, trying to have that combination will help you stay full longer and help decrease total calories. Um, easy 
salad dressings, you know, salad dressings that are pre-made tend to have a lot of additives, might have a lot of extra calories. You can easily make a really healthy salad dressing with just um, vinegar and um, maybe a little bit of olive oil and some mustard. And it tastes really delicious. Um, so that way you can control what's in there and knowing you're having healthier fats. Um, choosing lower calorie dips. So instead of having maybe cheesy dips or cheesy sauces, trying to choose more things like salsa or hummus. Salsa is very low calorie. It's all made of vegetables, so it has some fiber in there. Um, and something like hummus is made from beans, which is also high fiber and protein. So trying to choose those alternatives um, can really help in the long run, and it might not be seem like a big deal now, and that's a good thing. If it's not a big deal and it fits into your routine, then you know that um, it's something that will stick in the long run and hopefully make a difference in the long run. Nice. Those are some really good suggestions. Um, I love, you know, you're talking about making that one change at a time, but a lot of the times people were thinking, you know, they have to eat only unseasoned chicken and like raw broccoli and spinach to be healthy. But all those things you said, like, you know, those are actually really tasty foods. And, you know, being healthy doesn't have to be this torturous process. But the goal is to really enjoy the food, right? Absolutely. And it's really important to switch it up and keep it interesting. You know, find different recipes. There's tons of recipes online these days. It's great um, inventory and encyclopedia. Uh, people are, it's, are really into it and there's always new things coming out. Um, and if you just look at the ingredients and say, okay, this is really high fiber and high protein, then you know that it's going to be a better choice. Um, and especially if you do also notice that there's not a lot of cheese, there's not a lot of fat in it, then you're going to know it's a better choice. Um, so it, you don't always have to be crunching numbers, but just really looking at the overall product and combination of foods, and then you can make your decisions from there. Cool. Cool. Yeah, that's great. Um, and then... Uh, you know, for people to eat the food, uh, like they got to do the meal prep, um, and especially because people are so busy all the times, it uh, you know, if that Monday afternoon, that Wednesday afternoon, when they don't have time to go get an actual you know meal, and then they're gonna go run to fast food or whatever. But being able to prepare me meals in advance um, can help uh, kind of preempt a lot of those uh, traps that come up throughout the week. Um, so, what's your suggestion for um, having a good meal prep strategy? Yeah, absolutely. So meal prep is definitely important. If you don't already do any meal prep, I'm sure you've met somebody who does. It not only helps you save money because you're not going to be eating out as much, you're definitely saving nutrition because when you eat out, things um, probably are bigger portions, they're not balanced. Um, and it also will help you save time, which you can't get more time in the day. So whenever you can save time, it's a huge benefit. You can definitely save hours a week by meal prepping. The first step you want to take to be successful with meal prepping is figuring out what meals or snacks are important for you to prep for. Are you finding that you're not eating breakfast because you're short on time? Or are you going out to Dunkin's for breakfast every morning? Um, are you going out to lunch every day because you don't have lunch? Um, is dinner just a huge hassle because you have a late schedule or you have a lot of commitments after work? These are things that you can identify um, for opportunities. Now, the next step is pick one. Pick one of those meals that you want to choose to prep for. Don't try to do all meals all 
for every day of the week for your first week or two for meal prep because um, you want to start slow, like kind of that general theme um, to be successful. So if you start with say breakfast, then uh, the next step is looking at your calendar and saying, okay, what day during the week can I take maybe one or two hours out and do some meal prep for breakfast throughout the week so I can have a balanced breakfast. And once you say, okay, maybe it's Sunday evening or maybe it's a Thursday evening, whatever works for you that you can take out that time, write it down, put it in your calendar, make that date with yourself so that it's an appointment. And then uh, the next step is picking out those recipes. And like we said, you know, looking for things that are high fiber, high protein. So if you're thinking about breakfast, it's not realistic to think, okay, I'm going to have a Caesar salad or I'm going to have a salad with chicken on it for breakfast. But if you do, that's totally fine. You don't have to have typical breakfast foods for breakfast. But most people, it might be as simple as one to two hard-boiled eggs with a fruit because the eggs will have the protein and then the fruit will have the complex carbs, we call it, that are high in fiber. Um, and that will help you really stay full for three to four hours. Um, it could be you do overnight oats, oatmeal. Um, this is a really easy thing. Um, I, I don't know if I have the recipes on my website, but you can always email me. I can send them to you if you're listening to this um, at jocelyn at daybydaynutrition.org. Um, the overnight oats is basically you just take either mason jars or plastic Tupperware that's portion, individualized portions, and you create a, a typical oatmeal recipe. So you equal parts of, um, or not equal parts, but you read the directions for uh, milk or water and oatmeal. Steel cut's probably the best for overnight oats because they are very high fiber. Um, and you put it in the refrigerator the night before and by the next morning the proteins have broken down with the um, liquids so that you can eat it right from the jar if you want it cold or you can put it in the microwave so that it's hot and um, that's a really easy grab and go and I always suggest maybe putting a teaspoon of walnuts maybe some extra protein in there and if you want to sprinkle some blueberries on there for antioxidants and some more fiber and that's a really balanced breakfast as well so these are things you can do uh, three to four days in advance um, for breakfast. Breakfast comes in many shapes and sizes, so there's many more, but that's just an example. Um, lunch might be a little bit more simple as far as prep-wise um, because a lot of people, you know, lunch, you only get a few minutes to take it, and at the beginning of the week or during the week when you have time, you can just take, maybe cook up some ground turkey with like paprika and whatever spices you like, Not a, probably not a lot of oil and butter if you can. Um, to keep it lean, and then um, also maybe cooking up a whole grain, whether it be quinoa or a whole grain rice, or uh, if you wanted to try something that's not as familiar to you, like uh, different like couscous or tempeh or barley, and then um, and then the last piece, so that accounts for uh, some fiber, but mostly protein, and then you want to get a lot of fiber in there, so maybe either baking. You can bake vegetables and they get really great flavor, baking cauliflower, baking kale, baking uh, broccoli, baking carrots. You can really bake any vegetable and it gets a really nice savory flavor, um, usually baking it maybe at 350 to 400 with some spices and a little bit of olive oil for until it gets crispy. Um, and then putting it into individualized containers. So putting probably a quarter of the container being your protein, a quarter of your container being the whole grain, and then half the container being that non-starchy vegetable. And then throughout the week, you can put different seasonings on them so they 
are switched up a little bit. So maybe one day you put a little bit of low sodium teriyaki sauce and then the next day maybe you put some tomato sauce. So it's maybe some of the same ingredients but a little bit of different flavor profile. And that could go for dinner too, but those tend to be more lunch items. Um, another thing maybe for dinner, you could pick out a recipe. Say it's, it's a vegetable chili that has a lot of beans and vegetables in it. You could double or triple that recipe, especially if it's slow cooker. You can set it and forget it. And then you can put a lot of it in the freezer so that over time you kind of create that inventory. And if you were really swamped one weekend, you can't do any meal prep. Then you can just pull out a few of those and that's your meal prep. So setting yourself up for success, it's again starting small, picking one to two recipes for one to two meals, um, and then over time kind of building that inventory. Nice. I think that, yeah, that's a phenomenal suggestion. Um, very easy to implement. And I, I think you talk about huge dividends in terms of time saving, money saving, you know, making sure you're getting that quality nutrition and not just leaving it for chance. Um, so thank you for that. No problem. And in general, you know, refrigerating food lasts for up to two to three days. So if it's if you have more than that, you probably want to freeze it. Um, another thing that I find really helpful is right when you get home from grocery shopping, chop up a bunch of your fruits and vegetables and put them right into your fridge because you're way less likely to go for them if they're in that drawer hidden away and you have to do prep when you're in a time crunch. So do it all in one full swoop and get things prepped even though if you don't know how you're gonna exactly use them yet and they'll be so much easier to put into stir fries, put into salads, put on your sandwich, um, have with a hummus or um, a low, low calorie dip um, for a snack. Um, so just keeping the, the inventory in the fridge, I call them healthy triggers. You know, you'll be healthily triggered to go towards that versus something processed. Absolutely, that's great. Setting up those triggers to kind of like automate your healthy actions, uh, I think is really important. So that's that's huge. Yeah, intrinsic motivation only gets you so far. You definitely have to set your environment up um, to kind of help yourself out too. No doubt, no doubt. Um, for sure, cool. Thank you. Did you want to add anything on to that? I think that that's really in a nutshell to set yourself up for success when you're shopping and when you're meal prepping. If you have other questions though that I didn't answer, you're always welcome to email me. Again, my email is jocelyn, J-O-C-E-L-I-N at daybydaynutrition.org. You could call me at 781-779-5877 uh, um, or visit my website at www.daybydaynutrition.org and you can read about all my different services. You can send me a message. I'd be happy to answer questions um, and looking forward to potentially working with you. Perfect. Thank you. Um, real quick, do you want to finish um, one just kind of open-ended question? Um, yeah. If, uh, so for listeners, but if, um, Jocelyn, if you could change one thing about the health and fitness industry, what would that be? Oh, that's a really good question. I would honestly, I would make sure that the government does not have financial motivators to certain food companies because that really drives what is possible as far as what the CDC can research and what um, goes on as far as what's available at different price points. Right now, it's, it's just so interesting because of a lot of political mess um there a lot of, like a lot of dairy and a lot of meat is 
is heavily produced and pretty cheap and the uh, fruits and vegetables and whole grains are are not protected in that way so they tend to cost a lot more so I, I wish the disparity of the prices and the availability of healthy fruits vegetables and whole grains was a lot more affordable and available to people than the other side of the spectrum which is today which is a lot of dairy and meat products um, that are a lot more available. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's key. The the access to those things and um, a lot of people don't realize how much of that's set up by government policies that, you know, in some cases date back 100 years at this point. Um, and uh, so uh, I think we'd be a exactly. lot better off if that were the case, no doubt. Yeah, so if they could just even just not have much of uh, control and then leave it up to a lot of the companies and, and their, reputa your, their reputations and their ability to grow their businesses um, without that influence, I think that it, life would take its course as far as what would, what would flourish because the, the education's there, the, the science is there, and now the consumers are learning. But because of that in, uh, government influence, it's still skewed. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Something so that would be my wish. <laughs> if I win the wishbone, I, I think oh, yeah. if I yes. if I get the wishbone, that's my wish. <laughs> Magic mini bottle. Um, with only yeah. one wish, I guess. <laughs> right, well, thank you, thank you so much. Um, this has been great. I'm sure we'll have you back on soon. Um, any last uh, wishes or you want to talk about or say? Um, well, the quote I want to just send off to everybody is that nothing is impossible. The word itself says I'm possible. So if you have a health and wellness goal or any other aspiration, just know that you can do it. But, uh, you know, start small, start now, and, and just work on your progress from there. There you go. There you have it. Thanks. Thank you so much, Jocelyn. Hope everybody out there uh, can make those goals possible, <laughs> even if they Absolutely. seem impossible. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Will. It's such a pleasure. No Take problem. care. All right. Absolutely. Thank you. Take care. You too.